0: Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lolly. Good evening and welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast. If you haven't done so already, click on that subscribe button so you automatically get this into your feed. Now, tonight's topic is going to catch a few folks by surprise, and that is because we're touching on why a lever action may be a good choice for SHTF. That might be controversial in some subjects. Some subjects believe that if you're a prepper, you must have a big black rifle. But I'm going to offer a little bit different view tonight and let you make your own decision as to what you think this might be useful for. Now, let's first talk about our sponsors tonight. Our first sponsor is ProLine Designs. They are a website building and hosting company. They do a tremendous job for us. We've experienced not one moment of downtime or outage. They offer great service at an affordable price. And they are currently working on some modifications to our website that we hope are going to bring a little bit more participation from you. And let me, while we're on that, let me tell you this. If you go to the website and you look at the front page, there is now a blog on there where we will post timely things. We'll give you advance notice on some things. And it's a place where you can comment back as well. So, if you're looking for a website builder or hosting or just want to compare their prices to the prices you're currently paying, go to ProLinedesigns.us. Again, that's ProLinedesigns.us. Our other sponsor tonight is Jim Curtis Knives. Jim is a custom knife maker these are not like your run-of-the-mill, out-of-the-box, big-box store knives. These are custom-made, they are handmade, they are very functional, very strong, and they are beautiful, beautiful knives. Now, with Jim, you can have your knife built to your specific design specifications. He told me one day, he said, if you'll draw out on a piece of cardboard, the shape, design, whatever that you want, send that to me. I can build that. And so there are a number of things that make Jim Curtis Knives a great knife to have. One, it comes with a lifetime guarantee. That's on the handle. That's on the blade. That is everything about the knife has a lifetime guarantee. It also comes with a lifetime sharpening. You've never heard that with another company, have you? now you can have your knife designed to your specifications or you can select a pre-made build that is ready to purchase you can see many of those jim maintains a facebook page where he puts a lot of his knives up to be seen and that is facebook.com slash jim curtis knives and we certainly appreciate our two sponsors tonight Well, let's get to our topic about why I believe that a lever action may be a good choice for SHTF. A lever action rifle is a very versatile rifle, and it has a very dependable action. Personally, I have never experienced a malfunction in either of the two that I have owned. I currently own one. I'm looking to replace the one that I foolishly sold many, many years ago and they're just a very dependable rifle it's actually a short range carbine very easy to handle and one of the things that the lever action has been used as a youth model over the years they're accurate out to 150 or 200 yards with a scope and they're very good for hunting they're good brush gun they're good in close quarters But from an SHTF standpoint, it does extend your defensive range to a reasonable distance. Most every situation that we could get into, we would not be having to engage targets at three, four, 500 yards. If we are, then the lever action is not the right rifle, but if we are maintaining security around our residence, this would extend our defensive range to a reasonable distance and allow us to protect our own properties. Now, there's some advantages to the lever action rifle. One is it's an ambidextrous operation. I had a brother in law one time that was left handed, and trying to use a bolt was quite a challenge for him because, you know, yes, they make left handed bolts, but we were broke, no money, and Hunting with what we could get our hands on, he was shooting that, and each time he shot, he had to reach over the rifle and to be able to work the bolt. Not that way with a lever action. It's ambidextrous. You just thumb cock it, and then each time you operate the lever action, it will automatically cock that back again. So it's just a a very good thing to have for left-handed or right-handed. A lot of lever action calibers. You can have the pistol and rifle with the same ammo, and that's one of the reasons that I want to replace the lever action that I had a number of years ago in 357 Magnum is that I will be able to hunt with a 357 Magnum pistol and carry the 357 rifle, and it will be a great rifle to start my grandkids deer hunting with. But there's something to be said for pistol and rifle ammo being the same ammo. Now here's something some folks would see as a disadvantage, but I actually see it as an advantage in that there is a slower cycle rate, and that cuts down on spray and pray. It's not like you're just pointing the rifle and pulling the trigger many, many times and wasting a lot of ammo. You have to be a little bit more deliberate with it. So that cuts out the spray and pray situation. Now, there are some disadvantages, especially when compared to the AR or AK platforms. It has a lower capacity, and most of them, depending on the caliber, they might have 5 to 20 rounds in them, but it's no comparison to a 30-round magazine in an AK or an AR-15 that you can just push the button and change magazines It is a lower capacity, and it is slower reloading, and you can't use spire-pointed ammo. You must use a flat-nosed ammo because when they're stacked in that tubular magazine, the point is resting on the primer, and you don't want a sharp point that could possibly ignite the primer in front of it if the rifle were dropped or if it's a heavy enough ammo. So you must use a flat-pointed ammo. However, Hornady's Lever Revolution line of ammunition addresses this problem in that it uses a spire-point bullet, but that point of the bullet is very soft. I don't know if it's rubber or what, but it will not cause that primer to ignite, causing a catastrophic explosion inside your rifle. But it will tolerate if you drop the rifle or if it is from the recoil. But the spire point bullet with this lever revolution greatly improves the accuracy of that particular bullet. Now, the lever actions probably kill more game than all other rifles combined. They've been around for many, many years. They were introduced in the mid to late 1800s, and there is a choice of so many calibers today. They started out using a black powder propellant in the cartridges that fed those weapons, Today, we have the ability to use the most modern, most efficient gunpowders out there, and they come in a large number of calibers. We're not going to talk about every caliber, but we're going to discuss the most popular calibers available today in the lever action. Now, there are some big and slow calibers, the forty five Colt. In the West, it was quite important to a lot of the cowboys and even soldiers that they had the same cartridge for pistol or rifle. And one of the reasons was not having to carry two separate types and you could carry more ammo for your weapon. And the 45 Colt is very adequate round for most of the things that we could possibly face in an SHTF. Or after an SHTF event, or even just out hunting and enjoying it, that 45 Colt is a very good round. Now, if you want to go to the big dog, the 4570 was the old West standard, 45 caliber, and at that time the 70 stood for 70 grains of black powder. Now, that was a walloping round, and it's a walloping round today. It's somewhat forgiving of shot placement. And by that, what we're talking about is that, say, shooting a deer. With some rifles, you've got to be dead on in that kill zone. This 4570 has so much energy that it's a little bit forgiving. You can be a little bit outside that and still take your deer. The 4570 is certainly good for elk, moose, grizzly bear. Now, there is a significant amount of recoil, but it's not as much as some of the modern Magnums. It is controllable, but it's not a pleasurable, if I can use that word, experience to go out and fire 20 rounds with it at the range. But it is a great round and it's available in the lever action. Now let's go to the 44 calibers. You've got the 44 mag. 44 mag actually is a pretty decent round when it comes to the things that we might want to do. At least in North America, it's capable of taking most anything that we could encounter. And it's about three times the ethical minimum for white-tailed deer. So it's a round that we can certainly use. And you also have the four hundred forty four Marlin. That's a very good round. It's just a beefed-up forty four Magnum is what it really comes down to. We go from the big and slow to the light and fast calibers. Now here's the old venerable .30-30 Winchester this has been a staple of deer hunters over the years many a kid started with a 30-30 rifle many many deer have been put on the ground with a 30-30 it's taken more deer than any other caliber and part of that is because of its popularity some say that it has taken more than all others combined now the 30-30 is good up to about 200 yards now, by today's standards, it's underpowered. It has about 60% of a 30-06 recoil. Great for youth, great for the recoil averse, those that can't handle a lot of it. It's good for white-tailed deer. It's even good for black bear. So don't overlook that 30-30. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Then you go to the one I want to replace, and that's the 357 Magnum. The 357 Magnum is a very good round. It was the round in the 70s and even the 80s, as far as law enforcement and even military in some places. The 357 Magnum rifle will do as any 357 will. It will also shoot the 38 Special. Now, that cuts down on your cost of practice. It cuts down on the amount of damage that it will do to some smaller game. Now I'm not talking about shooting squirrels with 357 Magnum, but if you're good with it, you could do headshots with 38 special. Now the 357 Magnum's quite a handful when you start pulling the trigger in a handgun, but the recoil from the rifle is much, much lower. And it's a very capable round for white-tailed deer at a hundred yards. And that's why I want to go ahead and replace the one that I sold so that I can start my younger grandchildren shooting this one. And then I will move them up to the 3030 as they grow a little bit. Now, you also have the 3220 Winchester. It's a very good varmint round, it's good for coyote sized and smaller, but it's really not a suitable round for medium sized game. But if you're looking for something for coyote hunting, and I would think even hog hunting, the the 3220 Winchester would be a good round for that. Now, back to the lever action itself. The action is relatively fast to reload for follow-up shots. If you've watched the old westerns, it's just simply drop your hand down, cock it, pull it back up, and it's ready to go again. Now, it's certainly not as fast as a semi-automatic, but it's reasonably fast with practice. Another advantage to the lever action is that it doesn't look tactical. It's a rifle that blends in that most folks are familiar with, and you're less likely to be perceived as a threat to many people, but it's still a formidable rifle. Now, let's talk about another thing here that I think would be advantageous to us in an SHTF situation or afterward. Now, the 3030, the 357, and the 38 Special have been very popular rounds for many years, especially with what now considered older guys who hunted or carried the old venerable 38 Special. There's still a lot of both the 3030 and the 38 Special rounds hanging around out there. They're in gun cabinets, they're in drawers, they're in the top of shelves, and it would make it a very good round for barter or for scrounging if it ever comes to that. The lever-action rifle is just fun to shoot. We enjoy shooting hours, and we look forward to getting that one in 357 and be able to shoot 38 Special in that, and I think that'll be a very fun rifle for the grandchildren to shoot. And it's a very good hunting rifle in an appropriate caliber. Now, I wouldn't discount the gray man worth either. In a time when the black rifles attract so much attention or are out-and-out banned, the lever gun and its wheeled partner, the revolver, just might fly under the radar. We appreciate you being with us. We hope you picked up something here at least to think about And we want to thank our sponsors tonight for making this possible. And that's ProLine Designs at ProLineDesign.us and Jim Curtis Knives at Facebook.com slash Jim Curtis Knives. We'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that will help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.